Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome again to Daily Daf Differently. My name is David Wise. I'm the rabbi of the Hollis Hills Jewish Center. And today's Daf is Eruvin Pezayin, 87 of Masachet Eruvin. Yesterday's Daf was dripping with interesting religious and social issues. Today's, not so much. It's more like Eruvin has been in general, with many debates about technical matters. Just to orient us to the topics under discussion on this stuff, we continue a conversation about the status of suspended partitions, or mechitzot, and try to determine if the opinions of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Hananiah ben Akasha are in line with one another. We have a Mishnah that addresses the issue of a channel of water that passes through a chatzer. More about that. We note twice on this daf that the town of Tiveria is different, and its inhabitants are apparently in need of lenient rulings. And we have another new Mishnah, one that we cited a few pages back, regarding Gezus Traot, balconies that overhang the sea. The main idea that I'd like us to examine today is more about the structure and editorial history of rabbinic literature than it is about the actual content of today's daf. Now, I am not a scholar of Talmud, but my training at JTS did give me the tools to cultivate scholarship-based instincts. In following a hunch about the text, I was able to find support for my instincts in the writings of Professor David Weiss Halivni, one of the greatest Talmud scholars of the modern era. Until now, the only thing I shared in common with this Talmud Chacham was a name, so this, for me, is pretty exciting. Here's the textual issue. The first Mishnah on the Daf on Amud Aleph reads as follows, Amat ha-mayim shehi overet bechatzer, ein memalin hemena bashabat, ela imken asula mechitza gavoa asara tvachim baknisa uvayetzia. If a channel of water passes through a courtyard, the residents may not draw water from it on Shabbat unless they made a mechitza at least ten tfachim handbreadths high at both the entry and exit points of the chatzer. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Kotel she'al gaba tidon mishum mechitza. Rabbi Yehuda says in disagreement, the wall upon it, namely the pre-existing wall of the Chatzer, can be treated as a mechitza. That is, there's no need to build anything new. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, ma'aseh be'amah shel avel shahayu memalin mimena al pizikinim bashabat. Then Rabbi Yehuda cites a ma'aseh, a real-life episode, in which a channel that passed through the town of Avel and the residents drew water from it on Shabbat with the sanction of the elders. Amrulo mipnei shelohaya bakashior. The sages replied that the only reason the residents of Avel had permission to do so was that the channel was too small to be considered significant. That's the end of the Mishnah. And the first thing we find in the Gemara that addresses it 
is a baraita, beginning with the words Tanu Rabbanan. Remember, a baraita is a Tanaitic source from the same era and quoting the same sages as does the Mishnah, but it wasn't included in the Mishnah for editorial reasons. So here's the baraita. Asula baknisa velo asula bayitzia. Asula bayitzia velo asula baknisa. Ein memalin hemena bashabat. Ela imkain asula mechitsa asarat vachim bayitzia uvaknisa. Listen to the repetitive language. If they made a mechitsa at the entrance to the chatzer but not at its exit, or if they made one at its exit but not at its entrance, they may not draw water from it, the channel that passes through on Shabbat, unless they made a mechitza ten tfachim high at both the exit and the entrance. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Kotel she'al gabat tidon mishum mechitza. Rabbi Yehuda said, in disagreement, the wall of the chatzer can be treated as the mechitza. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Maaseh be'amat ha'mayim shehaita ba'a me'avel l'tzipori v'hayu memalin hemena ba'shabbat al-pi ha'zekenim. And then Rabbi Yehuda brings support for his lenient ruling from a story about a channel that went from avel to tzipori and the residents would draw water from it on Shabbat with the sanction of the elders. Amrulo misham re'aya the sages responded rhetorically, Is this proof? The reason they were permitted to draw water from this channel was that it wasn't ten tefachim deep and four tefachim wide. In other words, it was too small to be considered a reshut, a domain of its own. It was so small, it was insignificant. A careful reader of the Talmudic text will notice that the Mishnah and the Baraita are eerily similar. The Baraita is a bit more verbose in making its point that the sages require building a mechitza at both the exit and entrance of the Chatzer. The Baraita involves two municipalities, Avel and Sipori, while the Mishnah only mentions Avel, the much smaller of the two. And the sages' reply to Rabbi Yehuda's testimonial ma'aseh is given a bit more theatrical charge in the Brayta. Mishamra, yeah, you call that evidence? But otherwise, it's the same debate, with the same players and the same opinions. So why the repetition? Why does the Brayta add, what does the Brayta add to the Mishnah, other than the satisfaction that we have consistency in disparate Tanaitic sources? So here's where modern critical scholarship can shed light on the production of the text we know today as the Bavli, the Babylonian Talmud. In his landmark study called Mekorot Umesorot, Sources and Traditions, Professor David Weissalivni notes that in most manuscript versions of the Mishnah at hand, the clause in which Rabbi Yehuda expresses a contrary ruling to that of the first ruling, when Rabbi Yehuda says you can use the chaser's existing walls and don't need to build mechitzot at all, well, you won't find that clause in most manuscript versions of the Mishnah at all. The Mishnah goes right from the opinion that there must be mechitzot at entrance and exit, and then Rabbi Yehuda tells the story about Avel, and the sages reply by saying this channel was too small to be significant. Professor Weissalivni posits that this intermediate clause, 
was originally in the Baraita, but not in the Mishnah, and was only added to the Mishnah in the printed edition of the Bavli. The editors of the Mishnah sought as concise a version as possible. Note again that it's not as verbose as the Baraita. It would certainly be clear, they thought, that by mentioning the Avel precedent, Rabbi Yehuda was expressing a disagreement with the initial ruling. But then the editors of the Mishnah wondered that maybe they were being too concise in their wording of the Mishnah, that they might create some confusion. I might be able to say that if all we have is Rabbi Yehuda's precedent, we might think that he's not actually staking a claim to a ruling, but he's just asking a somewhat challenging question to the others. Hey, this happened in Avel. How does that jive with your ruling about the need for Mechitzot? So, to be sure that in reading the Mishnah, we knew that Rabbi Yehuda did indeed offer a dissenting opinion that no Mechitzot are necessary, they used the crystal clear language of the Baraita, Rabbi Huda Omer, with the name preceding the verb, which is a technical structure indicating a disagreement, and they took that clause and they inserted it in the Mishnah from the Baraita to eliminate any potential confusion. So what, you ask? Well, this is what makes this initiative, Daily Daf, differently. Liberal Judaism celebrates scholarly achievements that seek to reconstruct the text to determine how it came to be. The Bavli was a massive project, the production of which required detail-oriented decisions at every turn. When we encounter a Mishnah and a Baraita on consecutive lines that say essentially the same thing, we can either shrug and move on, or we can pursue our curiosity. I think the Daily Duff differently is precisely about the latter. That's all for Eruvin Pezain, Eruvin 87. Have a great day, and we'll talk tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Duff Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.